morning guys how are we doing happy sunday and um, we are well on to this five week challenge so week one done dusted we worked on consistency and we've made sure that we have got the foundations laid to make this the best september ever so we are actually in september now we just started it a couple of days early so we're going to work on habits and behaviors this week so most of you will have done this training before you've all been through either a six week or 12 week program so you've done this training before but we're going to revisit it because it's hugely, hugely valuable. So I will whiz through it for you. We're going to start off with the emotional cycle of change. Again, you will have all seen this before, but 100% worth revisiting. So a week past Sunday when I put up five-week challenge, Tuesday, and everyone's like, me, 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 I'm going to boss it. This is amazing. This is exactly what I need. And that part is uninformed optimism. When you're thinking September's going to be amazing, nothing's going to get in my way. I'm going to smash absolutely every single day of this. And in reality, that's not going to happen. So we always overestimate what we're going to be capable of and underestimate little barriers or um, stumbling blocks that are going to come up. Then we head into informed pessimism, which about week two, week three is where it generally kicks in with most people, me as well, where we think, actually, this is quite tough. I'm really busy at work. It's hard to get my steps in. Um, what, I have to plan food again and I've got a wee bit of meal prep to do? Oh, no, this is actually quite hard. I'm not sure if I can do it. And we head into the valley of despair. Now, again, you will have heard this before. We are going to go flying through the valley of despair, but I want you to recognise that this happens. So at this point, this is when you generally tell yourself the bullshit story. That actually, I don't care. I'm not that fussed about it. It's too hard. I can't do it. And they're convenient excuses for you not to do the work. So just be wary of that. Understand that you will visit here, but when you can recognise what it is, it's easier to take that super fast express train all the way through, not the slow scenic route. We're not setting up camp. We're not visiting the local sites. We're speeding right through it because on the other side, we've got hopeful realism. And often this is time where we readjust the plan or you maybe readjust your expectations. So maybe at the beginning, you're like, I'll get five workouts in a week. My nutrition's going to be perfect every day. I'm going to hit my steps every day. And then a few things happen. Work gets in the way. The kids have stuff on. But we maybe readjust the plan to a more realistic expectation of what you can achieve. And this is also the point where you probably get some decent results as well. So you start saying, okay, maybe it is worth putting that extra effort and going for a walk at night. Maybe it is worth just planning my food a couple of days in advance. And then we get to informed optimism of, actually, I've got this. Look at the results I'm getting. This is amazing. And that heads into success. So when you're in the Valley of Despair, this is when you need to reach out to me. This is the coaching part where we can really get you fired up again to head up to success and meeting your expectations. And it's a case of sometimes just realigning these expectations from that uninformed optimism you had at the start. So I just want you to be aware of this. This is the cycle that happens when you make any changes. Um, and when you set a new goal, this cycle happens all over again. But if you're aware of the stages and understand it's totally natural, it's a lot easier to deal with. Information is power. So your results over the next five weeks are gonna be dictated by the things that you do day in, day out, on a daily basis. So small habits that are gonna help you go towards your goal day in, day out, will lead to huge results. So brushing your teeth, I've used this example many times, but brushing your teeth, you don't put it on your to-do list, you don't say, oh, I couldn't manage to brush my teeth because the kids had stuff on or work was busy. It gets done, twice a day, every day. It's an effortless habit, you don't think about it, but you get your full set of healthy teeth. So what I want you to think about is what you do the majority of the time it's going to get you the results. It's not about being perfect, it's about being consistent. So if I forget to brush my teeth tonight, it's not a big deal. I'm probably not going to need a fill-in straight away. 
However, if I don't brush my teeth every night for the next week, there might start to be a problem. But missing one, so missing one workout or one day's bad nutrition, it's not going to have a huge impact long term. But as long as I'm consistent all the other times. So the same thing can be applied to fat loss and fitness. So the first thing I want you to do is to identify all the things you do from the moment you get up to the moment you get go to bed. All these little habits, behaviours, actions, um, thoughts even, I want you to put them in there as well. Which ones help you and which ones don't? And let's just concentrate on the ones that don't for now because sometimes that can have a better impact, bigger impact, sorry. What could, ones that don't, how can you either minimise them or replace them entirely? So we're not thinking about, I'm going to stop doing this. You're going to think about, instead of doing that, I'm going to do this. So scrolling for your phone, for example, those of you that don't tell me you don't have time to meal prep or you don't have time um, to come to the gym, go and look at your screen time on your phone. Guarantee it's pretty high. And I guarantee you could cut a couple hours off that and stick some meal prep in or for going for a walk. Um, I have taken the ability of me to go onto social media first thing in the morning, off my phone until half seven, so I'm up at five, gives me a couple hours. I am far more productive. I'm not sitting after a few scrolling on my phone checking messages. I just get straight on and do my workout. I'm home a lot earlier. Dylan now leaves for school earlier, so I get to see him before he goes to school and do my training. Both happen. I know if social media was available to me inadvertently, I'd go in there, and then you get lost in that scroll hole. But again, like it could be Netflix. Now, I'm not saying don't watch Netflix. I love a little Netflix binge. But if you're sitting for two and a half hours on Netflix every night, could you make that an hour and a half and go for a walk or do some meal prep? Absolutely, you can. The answer is yes. Uh, you might not have that time available to you at night, but what could you do to minimise the things that don't help you and maximise the things that you do? So first thing we need to do is a plan. Every client I've ever had that has a brilliant week has had a plan on Sunday night and they've actioned that plan. So open up your diary right now. Go and put in your workout. So I go in, I put the workouts as a different colour and I have a look at my week and think, right, when am I going to have time and energy availability? So this morning, for example, was a quick kind of half hour, 20 minute, half hour session. I managed to fit that in without having to have breakfast. If I've got a big session, I can't do it. So while I might have the time available, I'll not have the energy. So I structure my week according to what my workouts are and I put them in and I make sure that that time's blocked out for that and only that. So I'm not going to cancel that meeting because that's important. Your own health and fitness should always be a priority. I know all of you or the majority of you will have yourself at the bottom of the priority list. And so if one thing's going to go that day, it's going to be your workout. Don't do that. This is important. Everybody will cope just fine without you for one hour, three times a week. I promise you, they do. You might not think they do, but they do. Plan your meals and plan a time to get your shopping. So we'll cover meal prep in a minute, but I don't enjoy doing a whole week's worth of um, planning my meals. I probably don't want what I plan to have on Friday by the time Friday comes. So I normally do three days. So I go to the supermarket on a Monday night and a Thursday night, I plan those three days, I get the food in and I make it as easy as possible for me. Um, the more prepared you can be with food, the better. Um, you have a million decisions to make throughout the day. And by the time nighttime comes, you're pretty tired of making decisions. So if you're not pre prepped and planned and you don't know what you're going to have for tea and it's difficult because you've got to go to the shops or it's got a huge prep time, probably just going to want to take you, aren't you? Much easier. So the more organised and prepared you can be and you know what you're doing when, your workouts, that time is protected, more likely to get done, aren't you? 
Okay, meal prep. I've shared before, I'm not a huge fan of meal prep. So cooking as many things in advance as you can is how I do it. I know a lot of you absolutely bosh your meal prep on a Sunday. You've got all these amazing ideas, these lovely looking tubs. That isn't me. That isn't me. So batch cooking. Um, I tend to batch cook a whole lot of chicken. I'll flavour them in different ways. Cook it all at the same time, so it takes the same amount of time in the oven. But I've maybe got three or four meals. If I'm cooking spag ball, chilli, stuff like that, um, I'll make two, sometimes three times the amount that I actually need. Portion up in the freezer, there's always a meal there. We're really busy during the week um, with kids. Me one place, James another place, kids another place. So sitting cooking for 40 minutes, an hour, is is never going to happen. But I know I can pull out, let's say, spag ball. I can pull that out in the morning. I just have to boil past at night. Job done, healthy meal. Everybody's had a healthy meal. We've not found a pizza. Um, and veggies. I hate chopping up veggies and sometimes... Um, it'll be I can't be bothered doing it so it doesn't get into the meal but what I've started doing is you buy a bag of peppers chop them all up at once portion them up I put all the different colours in together um, and then portion them up put them in a freezer bag sit them in the freezer and then literally you can just pull it out and I just add it into either my flavoured chicken or whatever it is job done it takes an extra couple of minutes and I need to chop one pepper that saves me so much time and brain energy and then if the day runs away with you, you're always going to have a healthy meal to hand. So this is a great habit to put in. But your version of meal prepping, you might enjoy sitting cooking for a couple hours. I don't. I don't. Habit number three, get clear on your goals. So you've got a long-term goal, but I want you to break this down for days and weeks. So what's the goal and intention for today? And what's the goal and intention for the full week? So it might be consistency. It might be to hit your steps. Um, it might be to get all your workouts in. What's the goal and why is it important? Um, so for me, if I completely take it away from health and fitness and I take it towards my values, I value authenticity both in myself and from other people. I don't like people who are not authentic. I don't like people who do say one thing and do another. Um, so that's important to me. However, if I say I'm going to um, stick to my nutrition plan Monday to Wednesday and then I don't, that's not authentic, is it? That's me bullshit myself. And then I get used to the fact, well, that's just what you do, isn't it? So it's important to me because I value authenticity. And if I say I'm going to do something, hopefully I'm going to do it. Now, in this instance with health and fitness, I'm the only person that can get in the way of that. And while it might not be a perfect week, something might crop up. I'm not For the last couple of weeks, my training has been here, there and everywhere. Illness, not within my control. Um, and um, hormones this week 100% so these things aren't within my control and probably the right decision when I was on well was not to train so not training when I said I would was probably a good thing in that example but if there is no other reason and I don't do what I said I was going to do that's not me being an authentic person what are the consequences of not doing what you said you would do so there I don't feel very authentic that doesn't feel good to me I don't get the results I want I'm not as fit as I want to be I can't perform how I want to be and my energy is probably going to be pretty crap and what is possible if you do do what you said you were going to do? Think about those results you could get if you put that little bit extra effort in. So setting your goals, setting them as realistic. Don't be saying I'm going to do eight workouts a week and walk 20,000 steps a day. That's probably not going to happen. But set a minimum goal, a minimum standard that you're prepared to accept and be proud of. And then you can add in extras if you think, and if energy is good, if recovery is good, I might do an extra workout. And that's how I work my week. I do between three and five, three and six. So three still win, and six is like, yes, that's an absolutely fantastic week. But what is possible? 
activities. So if your goal is fat loss, and I think the majority of you it is, then the more active you can be, the higher your calorie expenditure will be, and therefore your fat loss. So if you can get more active, get more steps in, get moving a little bit more, you're going to accelerate that fat loss. And these are generally things that are easy to recover from that you don't necessarily need a huge amount of extra time to do. So things like walking to the shops or school, if it's going to take you less than 10 minutes to walk there, walk. I appreciate that adds more time in. We've been operating on one car. I've had to walk to the gym quite a lot. Um, and it takes me an extra, what, 10 minutes to do? I've managed to fit that in. Of course, I've got 10 minutes in my day. We tell ourselves stories that we don't, but we do. We do. I've had to, and therefore I've had to find it. Take the stairs instead of the escalator. Go for a walk on your lunch. I'm going to encourage every single one of you to do that because you don't get paid for your lunch break. Nobody thanks you for working your lunch break. And you can go for a 15-minute walk. Set an alarm. You'll come back to your desk far more upbeat. You'll probably get more work done in less time. You'll be more productive. And mental health-wise, it's huge. Set an alarm to get up and move every hour. Now, I want you to try and all of you to do this, and I'm going to give you an example of how these really small habits added together make a big, big, big difference. So let's say an eight-hour workday, let's say, and every hour you set a wee alarm to get up and you do 250 steps every hour. Over the course of that day, you've done an extra 2,000 steps. Over the course of the week, you've done an extra 14,000 steps. That's almost an extra day and a half's activity worth of steps just by investing for every hour to do 250 steps. Easy peasy. Not a hard job to do. Pretty achievable for most people. Go to the toilet. <laughs> Go to the furthest way toilet. But set an alarm and get moving. Think how that impact could have, how much of an impact that could have on your fat loss. Go and play with the kids. Best way to burn some energy. And go and clear out the spare room or clear out your garage or clean up the garden, whatever it is. Anything that's not sitting on your bum. So the more you can move, the more calories you're going to burn, bigger expenditure, bigger calorie deficit, bigger fat loss. Probably the most impactful habit you can put in there. And then number five, we're going to reward ourselves. Celebrate your wins. So numerous, numerous, several of you will have had your check-in sent back to you saying, nope, I need wins. So it's really important we celebrate our wins. We're all great at telling us, telling you're all great at telling me what you didn't do well that week. But we don't sing our praises enough. And it's really, really important to do it. Because if you're constantly saying, I need to do better, I need to do better. And that is something I am guilty of. Um, I need to be more productive. I need to speak to more people. I need to do this. I need to do that. We don't celebrate the things that we do well. So we're going to decide how you reward yourself. Now, it might be some kind of milestone. It could be fat loss. It could be that you've been consistent. It could be that you've got faster and finishers at the gym. Um, it could be that you've drunk water, every, your two liters of water every single day that week. Whatever it is around your weekly or daily goals, how are you going to celebrate it? But be very careful about how you celebrate it. If the goal is fat loss, it seems silly to go and order a massive pizza and eat two tubs of ice cream, doesn't it? Counterproductive. Like celebrating being sober by having a beer makes no sense whatsoever. But think about what would be a good reward for you. So things that would be for me would be a new gym outfit. James would argue I don't need any. New trainers, always. Um, a spa day, a pamper night, a new notebook. I love a notebook. Um, I, I've stopped myself buying because normally I couldn't buy anymore because I had a whole pile that still needed to be used. So now I, I keep that for when I have earned that notebook. And that can be on numerous things, consistency, nutrition, whatever it is. But decide what the goal is first and then celebrate that win. 
Really, really important. All right, just to round up, make a plan and stick to the plan. Some of you are great at making plans and you've got your week all planned out and then you don't action it. Get to action. Write that plan down. You're more likely to action it if it's written down. Meal prep. And whatever version of meal prep suits you. Like I say, I do it kind of twice a week. Sometimes I've got a month's worth of spag ball in the freezer. Um, but do it how it suits you. Some days I feel like cooking. The majority of days I don't. I don't enjoy cooking. Um, but where, what works for you? What works for you in terms of planning your week out and getting your shopping in? Like I say, I go twice a week. Some of you might not want to go twice a week. Maybe you want to do one big shop. Set your goals for the day and the week. So for the week ahead, set your goals. What on Sunday night, when you're writing your plan for the next week, what are you going to be really proud of achieving? Make activity part of your day. Think about how those 250 steps every hour could make a massive, massive difference difference and reward yourself make sure we've got a reward so what area out of these habits is holding you back what would be the one thing that if you implemented would change the week would give you more results next week a lot of you is going to be just having a plan in place don't wing it <laughs> winging it never works i love winging it but it's not as productive as having a plan i also love having a plan um and make an activity part of your day it's going to be huge if you're not someone who's already really active, make it part of your day. Think about that extra 14,000 steps a week. Absolutely game-changing. All right, nothing changes if nothing changes. So you may have worked on habits and behaviours before. We're going to do it again. Because if you want to take that further step with your results, then we need to make changes. And you absolutely can, and you absolutely will. I'm going to start adding that in. It's going to get longer and longer and longer. But you can and you will. Just remember that. So obviously, this is pre-recorded. So if you have any questions at all, pop them in the comments below. If it's something you're not um, happy sharing, pop me a DM. But other than that, let's go and smash the week ahead. Big focus on habits and behaviours. Getting rid of the ones or minimising the ones we don't want. And getting plenty in of the ones that we do want. All right, have a fab week, guys. Anything you need at all, you know where I am. But speak to you all soon. Take care.